فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به ففعلوا منه ما استدعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم رواه البخاري ومسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد Hadith number nine. This hadith is narrated by Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu. Abu Huraira was a nickname he was given. His name is Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhr. That's why even when narrating the hadith, he says, An Abi Hurairata, then he mentions him by name, Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhr. Radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him. Qal, he said, You heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibuhu. What I forbidden you, stay away from it. Wama amartukum bih. And what I've commanded you to do, فَفْعَلُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Do what you can. What I told you not to do, what I forbade you, فَجْتَنِبُوهُ Stay away from it, completely. مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ What I've commanded you to do, فَفْعَلُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Do what you can manage to do of what I've commanded you. Who's saying that? The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to us. فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ The thing which destroyed the people before you كَثُرَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ Asking too many questions. That destroyed them. وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ وَفِي رِوَايَ وَاخْتِلَافِهِمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ and the differences they had over their prophets. That destroyed them completely. They asked too many questions. And they differed over their prophets. And that was the source of their destruction. This hadith has a munasaba. Munasaba means something which happened for the Messenger وسلم, to say these words. To his companions, radiyallahu anhum, may Allah be pleased with them all. He was addressing them, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, during the time of the hajj. He said, ayyuhan nas, O people, inna allaha kataba alaykumul hajj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you hajj. Fahujju, therefore you must make hajj. Then someone stood up and said, Akullu sana, ya Rasulallah. Should we make hajj every year, O Messenger of Allah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ignored him. He asked again, Should we make hajj every single year, ya Rasulallah? Again, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam ignored him. And he asked a third time, Akulla sana ya Rasulallah, 
Are we supposed to make Hajj every year, O Messenger of Allah? <laughs> Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after that said, لو قلت نعم, if I had said yes, لوجبت. It was going to become compulsory every year. Then he goes on sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say this hadith. مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ The things which I've forbidden you, stay away from them. وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ And the things I've commanded you, فَافْعَلُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Do what you can, what you can manage. لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ أَوْ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ كَثُرَتْ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ I want to start with the phrase مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ The things which I've made or the things I've forbidden you فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ اجتناب does not mean do not do them Ijtinab means stay away from them. There's a difference between don't do and stay away from something. Stay away from something means do not even come close to it. So ijtinab is much stronger than staying away, rather, much stronger than not doing something. It's the phrase Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used for zina in the Quran. وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina. Do not come near to adultery or do not come near to fornication. Allah did not say do not commit adultery. And Allah didn't say don't commit fornication. Allah said don't come near fornication and don't come near adultery. Stay away from it. Far away. Anything that might tempt you to commit zina Stay away from it. So here the Messenger وسلم, uses a similar phrase. فَجْتَنِبُوهُ Anything I've forbidden you, stay away from it. And fa in Arabic is called لِلْمُبَادَرَةِ Mubadara means something that has to be done immediately. When someone says فَذْهَبْ It means go immediately. So fajtanibuhu means you stay away from them the moment you hear about them. When the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum heard the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning beer, some of them were in a house which we can call nowadays some kind of a tavern, drinking, and then someone came announcing saying beer has been forbidden. Allah has banned alcohol. When the ayah was revealed, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, O ye who believe, innama al-khamru wal-maysiru wal-ansabu wal-azlamu rijisum min amali shaytan, fajtanibuhu la'allakum tuflihun. Alcohol, gambling, and all such things are the evil handiwork of shaytan. Therefore, stay away from it in order for you to prosper. Someone came and announced, he said, Bia has been forbidden. Allah has made it haram. They immediately stopped. Those who had cups in their hands put their cups down. Because this is nahi. You have to stop immediately. And the 
drums of beer that they had in their houses, they poured it onto the streets. You agree with me, it's a loss. It's a big loss if you're a trader. Something suddenly becomes haram and you have stocks of beer in your, in your house and that's, that's your capital. Anyone would think, well, let's sell this, get back our money, and then after that we're not going to order any more beer. I think that's the logical thing anyone would, would do today. Your businessmen, at least the majority of you, if someone suddenly said, your business is, is haram, may Allah make all our businesses halal. If someone suddenly came and said, your business is haram, I don't think there would be too many people willing to part with their money immediately because someone has said it's haram. They would say, well, it's a transition. You know, we'll eventually, we'll uh, uh, get it to halal. But for the time being, this, this is what we have. We're going to sell it and uh, eventually we'll start some halal business. But this fajitanibu who is mubadara, meaning you have to do it immediately. The moment you hear it's haram, khalas, it has to be stopped. So fajitanibu who stay away from it. What is the difference between al-amr and al-nahi? Al-nahi is to forbid. Don't do. Al-amr is you must do. And Islam is based on these two things. We have things we are forbidden to do and things we are commanded to do. I want you to listen to the subtlety of the words of the Messenger Wasallam. When he talks about the forbidden things, he says, stay away from them. When he talks about the commands, he doesn't say, do what I commanded you. He said, do what you can manage of what I commanded you. Of the haram, he said, stay away from it. He didn't say, uh, stay away from what you can manage. You see the difference in the phrases? For the things he commanded, what did he say? Do what you can manage of what I've commanded. And the things he forbade, he said, stay away from it, all of it. In other words, an-nahi, something which is forbidden, we are expected to stay away from it completely. But for something which is commanded, we are expected to do of it what we can manage. Why? Why do you think so? Mamadu, why? What's the difference? The difference is that not doing something does not need ability. To refrain from something, not doing, a tarp, doesn't need ability. But doing needs ability. I want you to understand the difference. Not to do something. Do you need ability not to do? I want to give you an example. If, if we said... All of us today should climb the, the roof of this mosque. All of us are going to climb. Is everyone going to manage to, to climb? Some people may manage, others may not manage. But if we say no one should climb the roof, 
Is it possible for some people to say, for me, I can't manage not to climb? If we ask you to climb, it's possible to say, I can't manage to climb. And obviously, there is nothing you can do about it. It's either you can climb or you can't. But if we say, don't climb, is it possible to say, for me, I can't manage not to climb? Everyone can manage not to climb. If we say, don't make zina, is it possible for someone to say, for me, I can't manage not to make zina? Not to make zina is too difficult for me. I can't manage not to make. Everyone can manage not to do something. So anahi, we have to stay away from it completely because everyone can manage to stay away from something. No ability is required. But for the things we are commanded to do, some people can, others can't. For example, stand in salah. Some people can stand in salah while others cannot stand in salah. So what applies to those who cannot stand in salah? For you, do of it what you can manage. So what can I manage? I can manage to sit. I'm not able to stand. Alright? We allow him salah while sitting. Why? Because this is what he can manage. Rasulullah for example, uh, advises that we should fast three days in a month. The Ayyam al the uh, uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th days of the, of the month. Some people can manage, and others may not manage. Is everyone going to manage? Those who can manage, فَفْعَلُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَفَعْتُمْ Do what you can. But I'll tell you where our biggest problem is as Muslims. And that's why people point fingers at us and say all sorts of things about our religion despite our ta'at, our obedience, such as praying five times a day and fasting and all the good things we do. There is an angle of our religion that we have neglected, an angle on which we've not worked hard enough, and that is the angle of tark. Tark, not doing. There are two things, don't do and do. The don't do include zina, beer, stealing, uh, crookedness, and all such things. These are manhi'an. These, we need to stay away from them completely. There is no excuse. You can't say, I can't manage not to drink beer. Everyone can manage. Because this is tarp, not doing. We are better, that's my observation, my personal observation, we are better at doing than we are at the tarq. You find a man, mashallah, five times salah, never miss it. These are commands, all right? Commands, five times salah, alhamdulillah, he never misses. Monday and Thursday, he never misses, mashallah. 
Everything you tell him, Rasulullah said we must do, he does everything. He's strong on the angle of what he has been com- commanded to do. But when you come to Tark, what the Messenger said don't do, there we think it's not a part of deen. He insults, he steals people's money, he takes people's money, whatever, biting people, and so on. These things are there in the, in the community. So you tend to wonder, for you, it's just about what the Messenger commanded you to do, but what about what he forbade you to do? In fact, you're doing the opposite. Because for what he forbade you, he said, stay away from me com- completely. For the commands, he said, do what you can manage of what I have commanded you. But we did the opposite. Do everything of what I have commanded you and stay away from some of what you can stay away from of what I forbid you. That's, that's what we understand as, as Muslims. We think for the things which are haram, those that you can manage, you stay away from them. And those that you, can, you can't manage, you continue with, with them. And for the things which the Messenger uh, commanded, those you have to do all of them. But the hadith is saying the opposite. Stay away from them completely. And what I commanded you, do what you can of, of what I commanded you. Is, is this hadith clear? So what, what are you supposed to work on first? In order to be a strong Muslim, what is it that you, 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 you have to start with? Staying away from what the Messenger forbade. Stay away from it completely. Then after that, make ijtihad to do of what the Messenger وسلم, commanded you, what you can manage. La yukallifullahu nafsan illa us'aha. So what's the use? Monday and Thursday, fasting, uh, uh, the ayam al-bayda, fasting, ever, everything. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa and all, and then not staying away from what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forbade. Backbiting people while even cleaning your teeth with, 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 with a miswak and tugging at your beard. Backbiting people with a topi and, and a boo-boo. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَفْعَلُوا مِنْهُمْ أَسْتَطَعْتُمْ فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثُرَتْ مَسَائِلِهِمْ Those that lived before you, meaning the people of the book, were destroyed by too many questions. You know, ilm, ilm, to seek knowledge, is an act of worship. To sit down and seek Islamic knowledge is an act of worship. And to ask questions is also an act of worship. Questions that have to do with ilm. And works will be judged by the intention. If a person asks a question in order to learn something, that is a good thing. But if a person is going to ask questions in order to complicate issues, that is a bad thing. And every person has a reason for asking a question. Some people may ask a question in order to to be seen of those in the majlis. 
so that people think he's so intelligent. Did you hear his question? And some people may ask questions in order to embarrass the, the teacher. Such does happen. And some people may ask questions in order to make people laugh. So here the Messenger وسلم, says too many questions. Usually, when you give a command to someone and the person keeps asking questions, you know the person does not want to do what you ask them to do. The first indication that a person is not willing to carry out the command is when they ask too many questions. You ask your son to give you some water to drink. He says, do you want it in a cup or do you want it in a jar? He says, give me some water in a cup. Do you want it in a glass cup or do you want it in a uh, uh, metal cup? Uh, give it to me in uh, a glass cup. Would you like it very cold or do you... Say, no, thank you, I, I don't want the water. It's, it's okay. If someone wants to do something, when they're commanded, they get up and do it. Those who don't want, keep asking questions. We need you to bring uh, 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 such and such tomorrow. Is it supposed to be of this size or that size? What if we don't find this? With no, the person doesn't want to do it. Like the Banu Israel. Inna Allah ya'murukum an tadbahu baqara. Allah asked you to slaughter a cow. Qalu atattakhiduna huzuwa. Qala a'udhu billahi an akuna minal jahili. Qalu du'u lana rabbak. They said, ask your Lord. Yubayyil lana to make clear for us. Ma here. What type of cow? Qala innahu yaqulu innaha. Baqaratun la faridun wa la bikr. Awanun bayna thalika fafalu ma tu'marun. Your Lord says the cow is not supposed to be a very old one and it's not supposed to be a very small cow. Between that, فَفْعَلُوا مَا تُؤْمَرُونَ Do what you've been commanded to do. قَالُوا دُعْ لَنَا رَبَّكَ He said, ask your Lord. يُبَيِّلْ لَنَا مَا لَوْنُهَا What color does he want? قَالَ إِنَّهُ يَقُولُ إِنَّهَا بَقَرَةٌ صَفْرَا He said he wants a fawn-colored cow, a yellow cow. فَاقِعُ لَوْنُهَا Pure color. Ask your Lord, Yubayyillana to make clear for us. Mahi, what kind of cow? This cow is confusing us. They kept asking and asking until Allah made it difficult for them. So the Messenger وسلم, is saying, Hujju, Allah has written Hajj for you, you must go for Hajj. And this man keeps asking every year, Should we go for Hajj every year? Rasulullah said, Allah wrote Hajj for you. If you follow that, that's enough. Once would be enough, but you keep asking, should we go every year until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it difficult for everyone else? So, إِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثُرَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ Because they asked too many questions, because they differed over their prophets, Things became difficult for them. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, or you who believe, la tasalu an ashia'a in tubdalakum tasu'ukum. Do not ask about things which, when revealed to you, will make you uncomfortable. They won't be good for you. When the Messenger وسلم, gives a command, no one is supposed to say why. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is good for us. We don't question the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa But today this is, this is very common. The commands of Allah are questioned. Why? There are some ladies who go as far as asking, why are men allowed to marry more than one wife? Why are women are not allowed to take more than one husband? You're not required to ask. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la yus'alu amma yaf'al. La yus'alu amma yaf'al. Allah is not supposed to be asked about what, what he does. Wahum yus'alun, but we are supposed to be asked. Allah should not be asked, and we should be asked. So the hadith again, ma amartukum bihi aw ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibuhu. What I made haram for you, what I forbade you, stay away from it. I want to explain here that forbidden, the things which the Messenger forbade, also come into two categories. There are certain things which the Messenger forbade, and they are considered haram. And there are certain things which the Messenger forbade, which are not considered haram. He forbade them, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Meaning they're simply not good, but they don't constitute haram. For example, Rasulullah forbade us from drinking, drinking water while standing, but that does not constitute haram. Drinking while standing is not haram, although the Messenger said we should drink while seated. The Messenger forbade us from passing urine while standing, but that does not constitute haram. So what you need to do is to find out which of the things the Messenger forbade constitute haram, and which of the things the Messenger forbade constitute makruh, tanzih. Um, in the case of a beard, Rasulullah said, Khaliful Mushrikun, or Khaliful Mushrikin, be different from the Mushrikun. Cut your shawarib, your mustache, and leave your beard. Does this constitute tanzi or does it constitute tahrim? For a man who shaves his beard. Is this hadith constituting of tanzih or haram? So, tanzih, tahrim. So how do we differentiate between what constitutes haram and what constitutes tanzih? What constitutes tanzih is what the Messenger wasallam forbade, but even he wasallam would do it sometimes. So it can't be haram because the Messenger وسلم, cannot do haram. For example, he taught people to drink while seated, but he وسلم, sometimes would drink while standing. So it doesn't constitute haram because Rasulullah would not do haram. But concerning the beard, did he shave? Did he shave? He didn't shave. So it constitutes tahrim.
It doesn't constitute tanzi. Someone, someone told me uh, Rasulullah wasallam was seen in uh, 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 different situations at one time with a beard. I was saying, let's look at it this way. The mas'ala of uh, not shaving, where do we place it? Do we place it among the things which the Messenger wasallam forbade, or do we place it among the things that the Messenger wasallam commanded? Sorry? Which he commanded. Did, did, did you understand the question? Not shaving. Don't shave. Do you place it among the things that the Messenger وسلم, commanded or the things that the Messenger وسلم, forbade? Yeah, forbade. Because you can't say, I can't manage not to shave. Is it possible? Not shaving is tarf. Not shaving is not an action. Is not shaving an action? I don't know if we're understanding each other. Not shaving, is it an action? Not shaving is not an action. So you can't say, I can't manage, because it's not an action. You can only say, I can't manage, if it's an action. You get my point? So not shaving is something you just, you just stop. So there is no excuse of, I can't manage not to shave. It's like, akramakumullah uh, uh, zina. Not making zina. Is it an action? It's not an action. You just have to sit at home, then you're not making zina, right? So is it possible for a person to say, I can't manage not to make zina? Everyone can manage because it's not an action. So something that's not an action can be managed by everyone. True or false? Unlike an action. If it were an action, you would say, ah, that's difficult for me. For example, if the Messenger وسلم, had said, shave. You get my point? If Rasulullah said, shave every day, then you would say, I can't manage because shaving is an action. All right? You would say, I can't manage to shave every day because shaving is an action. But Rasulullah is not asking for an action. Rasulullah is asking for tarq. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just sit and let it grow. Is that difficult? And wallahi billah, the way we are as human beings, if Rasulullah had said, shave every day, you would see people with long beards. If he had said shave every day, people would have long beards. وَلَوْ أَنَّا كَتَبْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَنِ اقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ أَوِ اخْرُجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ مَا فَعَلُوهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلٌ مِّنْهُمْ If Allah had allowed, if he said, you must kill each other. If that was written in the Quran, you must always kill each other. People would not do it. And they would stop. Why? Because Allah commanded. When he says, don't kill each other, that's when they start killing each other. Otherwise, for me, I think this is very simple. Not to do anything, just, just let it grow. Ah, I don't see how that, that would be a problem. 
Then I also need to emphasize that even the things that the Messenger وسلم, made haram, which he said don't do, sometimes they fall when it is darura, something you cannot do anything about. Haram is haram, but when a situation is difficult and there is nothing you can do about it, then we disregard it. For example, you're eating some food, right? And you get choked. There's a piece of food stuck in your throat. And there is no drink around, nothing to drink. You're going to die. The only, the only thing nearest is uh, a bottle of wine. And you're choking, <coughs> dying. There's nothing to drink, no water, nothing. Only a bottle of wine. What do you do? You drink some wine. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but should you die? <laughs> To survive, you drink, you drink some wine. Not to enjoy, but to survive. Not so. If you die, if you don't, if you don't drink the wine and die, Allah will punish you. It's suicide. It means you've killed yourself. How can you allow yourself to die when there is a way to survive? <laughs> ah, you... <laughs> Oh, you, you don't know if you're going to die. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, if you die, then you tried your best. <laughs> if, if you die, then you tried your best. Um, for example, um, you're very hungry in the, in the bush and you're almost dying and the only thing you find is a bush pig. You're dying. If you don't eat the bush pig, you're going to die. What do you do? Eat some of it to keep the life in, inside of you. So these commands or the things that the Messenger وسلم, said haram, this haram falls with darura. And it's up to you. And your heart is your witness to judge where the darura is and where there is no darura. Everyone has excuses. We all have excuses for the things that we do. But whether the excuses are real or not real, your heart is your, your witness. When you're going to die, you know it. If the choking would kill you, you, you know it. You know this is going to kill me. And if it's something light that can't kill you, you also know it. You are the best judge of, of what you do. But the general principle of fiqh is al-darura tubihu al-mahdurat. When something becomes necessary, even something which is haram may be done in order to uh, 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 take care of the situation. I think we can stop here for this hadith, insha'Allah ta'ala. أقول ما تسمعون واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فهو أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة. We'll invite questions, insha'Allah.